listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm Jess O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist. And today we are talking seduction. Some science, but mostly skills, the how-to of seducing your lover. Joining me today is Marla Renee Stewart, owner of Velvet Lips and co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, which I will be attending in September. Welcome, Marla. Thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. So before we talk about your specialty, seduction, the science of seduction and the how-tos of seduction, Tell us about your baby, the Sex Down South Conference. Oh, yes. So the Sex Down South is a three-day conference. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday conference. Uh, all day, we um, have workshops from various um, sex and sexuality experts from all around the world um, who come in to teach whatever their specialty is. So it could be anything from sex skills uh, to um relationship skills to, um, you know, dealing with, you know, survivor trauma, um, religious trauma, things like that. Um, But basically, we educate ourselves. We also specialize in the live demos um, as well. And um, and then we have evening entertainment. So um, we basically learn during the day and then we party and have fun at night. Oh, I like it. It's like a mullet, right? Business up front, party in the back. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. Well, I, I'm coming down to Sex Down South, and you know which part I'm coming for. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a rear side girl. <laughs> and so for people who maybe have never been to a sex conference, you know, it's not a sex party. Why might they come? Who do you attract? Is it just people who are really into sex, like you and me, people who are studying it? Or is it people who just want to enhance their relationships or a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B? Yeah, so it's exactly. So there's a little bit of everybody there. So it's really people wanting to enhance their own sex life or enhance their um, relationships. Um, I mean, we've had workshops that were like, you know, how to navigate, you know, mixed class relationships or how to, you know, spice up your sex life. So we really, you know, try to cater to all sorts of different kinds of people, especially, you know, single folks who just want to um, do their thing. But we, uh, the thing that makes our conference special is that we really center um, generally marginalized people. So that's, you know, folks of color, those are queer and trans people, um, folks with disabilities. Um, We really try to bring all the, the folks who are not in the center to the, to the forefront. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be coming down to Atlanta in September, and people will check that out online, but it's time to dive in now to our topic of seduction, and seduction for many of us can be the hardest part of sex. Yes. Uh, once, yeah, once we get started, we know what we're doing, and we're totally comfortable, but getting it started, initiating, can be the hardest part And I think sometimes it has to do with transitioning from the day-to-day, and sometimes it's a subconscious fear of rejection that holds us back. Uh, But of course, these challenges are entirely surmountable, and that's where you come in. You have created 
the seduction learning approach. And this is part of your specialty. So tell us. Yeah. So the seduction learning approach basically entails like how we learn as people. Um, so I've formulated in how we are seduced as people, how we can seduce um, with the love language um, and then use an erotic activity sort of to create a scene. So we combined all of those things and then uh, we plant what I call sex seeds, right? Um, <laughs> plant sex seeds of seduction um, and then sort of water those to get what we want um, eventually or to turn our partners on. Okay, so you mentioned you could be an audio person, a visual person, or a kinesthetic person. And I mm -hmm. presume you have to learn what you are and then also learn what your partner or partners are. Exactly right. So how do you know if you are audio, primarily audio, visual, or kinesthetic? So you'll notice in other people, sometimes I don't think we necessarily know it in ourselves. Well, one is you can take my little quiz that I have on my website <laughs> to see which one you are. Or... Um, you can just try to figure out for yourself, right? So are you a person who likes pretty things? Do you like, don't like clutter? Um, are you a person who talks a lot? Like those are generally, you know, folks who really love to talk a lot are generally audio people. Are you a person who, when you go into a store, you touch everything, right? On the rack, um, where you like to look at different materials, right? So finding out which kind of, um, uh, how you get seduced. Um, is really great for your partner because they can connect better to you. Okay, so um, I, I've mentioned in the past, for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, that I sometimes I struggle with initiating sex, even though I can write the articles and I can dole out the advice in my long-term relationship. I just like Brandon to do the initiating. And of course, that's not fair. So I know, for instance, and I've never thought of it um, this way, I know that he's a kinesthetic person. Like he likes to be touched um, when he needs calming down or when he needs support. It's it's through touch. Uh, so what? I mean, I, I'm sure the answer is somewhat obvious, and I'm sure you can get more specific. So if I know Brandon is a kinesthetic person, and I know that I also am, I don't know if I'm selfish or intimidated by the act <laughs> of initiating sex and seducing him. Him. Where can I start? So first of all, I want to say that that is really common, right? Like there's so many women who struggle with initiation because we're socialized that that is not appropriate, right? Or that the man is supposed to initiate or the masculine person is supposed to initiate. So we get socialized that way. So we have to really unlearn that aspect of us and really uh, take the chance to um, be okay in our rejection. <laughs> yes, yes. So it doesn't matter. Like we have to be okay with whatever happens. Like we have to be okay with rejection because, you know, men are used to it or some men are used to it. I mean, not all men, but a lot of men are used to, you know, the aspect of rejection because they have lots of practice, right? But women, not so much. So if you want to seduce um, your partner and he is uh, kinesthetic, what you can do is you can give him a lap dance, right? You can, um, you know, uh, dance with him. I, a lot of kinesthetic folks love like the touching aspect of dancing or really being seduced through dance. So, you know, taking ballroom dance lessons or taking dance lessons, salsa dance lessons, things like that can really turn on um, a kinesthetic uh, uh, learner. Um, you can also, you know, grab their hand and place it on their on your body. 
Oh, I um, like that because yes. I, I like that because my issue isn't about unlearning the gendered messages. My issue is, is basically laziness. <laughs> and so I like the idea that I can physically take his hand to make him do more work. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. And they really, you know, they're really, it's appealing to them because you're like, you're making the initiation, right? But you're using their body to do what they want. So um, that can really be advantageous for you. And then also like wearing different kinds of materials, like clothing materials, things that are interesting, right? Because tactile people or kinesthetic people love to touch, they love to touch different kinds of materials. So, you know, is it those, you know, is it that, you know, silk lingerie or um, is it that, you know, those soft thousand count sheets or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like putting something on your body that has a different kind of texture that feels unique, velvet, you know, might be, um, will, will really actually turn on a kinesthetic learner because they love to touch. So um, I would try to use different kinds of materials to really enhance uh, the touching aspect of it. Okay, I really like that you went there because when I first asked, you started with a lap dance and I thought, oh my God, a lap dance is so intense and intimidating, <laughs> but putting on a cashmere sweater, oh, I'm good at that. Uh, or wrapping yes. <laughs> yeah, in a cashmere blanket. So I like that you're offering this kind of broad spectrum of approaches. I was also thinking about play fighting and wrestling and how that often- Oh yeah. Yeah, to this, and it's a way to test the waters without it feeling as intimidating as for instance, a lap dance. Like I'd love to get to that point of being able to do a lap dance, but I might have to start with a jujitsu move and work my way up. So <laughs> those yeah, play fighting or any kind of like grabbing as well. Like you're passing by him and you might like want to grab his butt or grab his waist or, you know, uh, grab, you know, grab something um, on his body that also can turn on a kinesthetic person right. as well. Okay. So I like that. So that's the kinesthetic side. Now I am more of an audio person. I love mm -hmm. sounds and I love voices. And if you want to take me over the top, it is not what you do to fit me physically. It's what you say to me because then I'm getting a picture, a story in my head. So it's audio, but it's also part of the imaginative piece. So uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you what I want to hear, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I want to hear isn't what everybody wants to hear. And of course, dirty talk is sexy, but like, how do you do the buildup? Like if you're not going to come on to me right now, but it's morning time and you're saying goodbye to me and you're going to come home later and want some, how do you begin throughout the day? How do you weave some of that talk throughout the day? Yeah. So like what it is, is you really have to plant a sex seed, right? And I think you really have to be um, intentional about like your motivations, right? So say you want to um, play with cuffs, right? When uh, your partner in the evening or when you get home from work, whatever it is, right? So maybe it is, you know, leaving the cuffs on the passenger seat of the car, right? Or um, taking a picture of them and sending it uh, to your partner at the beginning of the day being like, you know, I want to uh, let's play with these later. So 
you know, really, uh, and then watering that. So if they are a visual person, maybe it's taking pictures with the cups. Maybe it is taking, you know, some, you know, sexy nudes, or maybe it is, you know, if they're audio, you know, maybe it's a voice recording, you know, saying like, hey, I would really love um, for you to put these cuffs on me tonight, or I would really love to put these on you tonight, you know, what do you think? Um, with audio people, they really love different kinds of words, so any kind of multiple syllable word and like, you know, different kinds of words that you don't use in everyday language would really help. Ah. Um, and for, you know, kinesthetic or tactile, you know, you really have to, a lot of times kinesthetic tactile people are also sort of visual as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so using those tactics, if you're away from them during the day, or, you know, if you're near them during the day, or you work maybe in different parts of the house, you know, a lot of people work from home these days. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, placing them on the desk and, you know, uh, maybe they're furry cuffs, right? And be like, okay, we're going to use these later. Check out how they feel. Like, I can't wait to have them on me tonight or whatever. Um, I really like so um, I think, the way you've broken this down. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I, because I never That's thought okay. of it as audio, visual, and kinesthetic, but I was thinking that we're always telling people to send text messages and sexy notes and stuff like that. But I've, I, the voice note, when I think about it, would be so much more impactful for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, no, go ahead. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think that like, if you think about if they're kinesthetic, you need to leave it around something for them to touch. If they're visual, then sure, go ahead and send a photo. But for me, a voice note would be so much more impactful than a, than a photo or a video. Yes. And the voice note has to be sexy, right? So the voice note has to be like low, soft, deep tones, you know, really taking your time with your words, really being intentional, you know, about what you're saying um, and lacing it with that erotic, you know, erotic tone or erotic intent, I think is very, very powerful for audio folks. Uh, You just said something useful to me. So to be sexy, you're sort of drawing the words out. Is that, is that true? Is that accurate? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly right. It's like, uh, you know, when you go to the strip club and you see dancers and they're dancing really slow, it's the same kind of thing. Like the slower, um, the sexier, and it draws people in um, more effectively. Okay, yeah, I really like this. So you've given us some specific ideas for each of these types of learners. And you talked about planting a seed and then watering it and watching it grow. Is there a process that you follow with people or something you can suggest in like a three-step program or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think you really have to tap into your creative imagination, right? Um, Because there are so many different kinds of erotic activities, Um, you really have to tap in like, you know, if they're visual, okay, I need to do this and this, I need to create a a story because, you know, visual people are always in their head imagining things, right? Or I need to buy this kind of material. So um, I think the quality time of setting up a sex date, like some people are like, I want sex to be spontaneous. But honestly, when we know sex is coming and we mentally prepare ourselves, it can be so much better because we can like I said, sort of water that sex seed. So the first thing you can do, number one is have an idea. You know, have an idea. What is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you want to play with that evening? If you just want to play with them, you know, what are 
the things that are in your mind? What are your personal desires? So, you know, having those ideas in mind, having your desires in mind, I think is definitely number one. Um, number two, be intentional about how you approach them, right? Is it through an audio, visual, or tactile way, right? What are the ways that you can think about them, think about their, you know, love language, right? Are you, you know, are they an acts of service person? Do you need to make sure dinner is ready um, so that they don't have to worry about it when they get home so that you can, um, you know, get what you want, you know, for visual people, is the space clear and clean? Um, you know, are you appealing to them? So making sure that you are really appealing to not only their um, learning style, but also their love language, right? Really setting the time, their quality time being like, hey, I would love to have you, have you all to myself at 7 p.m., you know, make sure that, you know, you're ready for me or whatever it is, you know, like whether it's, you know, quality time or words of affirmation. If it's words of affirmation, making sure you're appreciating them, like while you're watering that sex seed, right? Like I appreciate the way that you are so open to explore these, you know, cuffs with me. You know, I admire you as a partner for being, um, you know, ready for me to, you know, enter this, you know, erotic space with you. So thinking about all of these different things and being creative with it will really help sort of set the tone and honestly get you what you want um, because you are catering to their needs. Um, so first and foremost is really knowing what they're, who they are, right? So those are the sort of the sex hacks, right? What kind of learning style they are, what kind of love language they have, and then approaching them in a way that feels good and creative and, you know, nuanced that they've never heard or seen before. I like that. I like that you also said in focusing on yourself too, because so you've got the idea, you've you set the intent and looked at their audio, visual, tactile, and their love languages, but also making it about you. Because if it becomes a performance that is just about pleasing them, it's not a turn on. So when I think about, for instance, okay, let's say my partner would like a lap dance, which as I said, is, is quite intimidating for me, but I, I could do it. Um, it would It would feel good to do it for Brandon, but it would feel so much better if I'm also really enjoying it, right? Like if I'm deriving pleasure, then I'm going to give it my all. So I, I like putting those three pieces together of idea, intent, and you too. So because I know we've probably talked about this in the past, you kind of off air, you and me, uh, you know, that we've moved from this selfish sexual culture to one of performance. And I don't think mm -hmm. one is necessarily better than the other. We have to find a balance. So, so Marla, I, I want to get some very specific tips for you, uh, from you. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing that I do with some of my groups in, within the couple, they discuss a number of questions. And the final one is, if I were to seduce you tonight, how would you want me to do it? And so I've collected, you know, hundreds of these answers and I see a number of thematic elements float to the top, but some of these are doable and some of them are, I think, a bit intimidating. Some of them are realistic and some of them require more time. So what I'd like to do is read you what some of my people have written and okay. see if you can help us break it down so that it's... In a, so that it's doable. So this first okay. person says, all I want is for her to jump me. When I walk in the door, just be ready. Tear my clothes off and let's do it without even talking. 
Now, this sounds great, but for many of us, it's a big, scary, and maybe unrealistic ask. If, if this is what your partner wants and you want to give it to them, but you know, jumping them when they walk in the door feels like too much, how can you break it down and make it happen maybe on a less intense or intimidating scale? So sometimes you need to just own your power and stand in it. So, um, so it can be less intimidating by a hug. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but honestly, you can, when your partner comes through the door, all you can, what you can do to sort of warm yourself up is a hug. Say, hey, I love you, and I just want to have a big hug. And once you have that uh, hug, and you're doing the hug for 20 seconds, which is a long, long hug, you now will be able to sort of build up not only the oxytocin, right, the yes. hormones, but you'll be able to um, feel bonded and um, warm yourself up enough to where like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do this. I can do this. You can, It's like a pep talk, right, <laughs> while you're hugging. <laughs> so you're doing both. So I suggest doing that. And then also just, you know, planning it. Yeah, you want them to, you know, you know, rip the clothes off or whatever. But, you know, maybe it's making dinner and being like, I have your dinner for you. And, and then knowing like, okay, once, you know, they, my partner walks through that bedroom door, I am going to rip their clothes off and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Right. So <laughs> I think it definitely just like slow the process down. Like if that's too intimidating, slow it down by a hug, slow it down by whatever sort of maybe quote unquote mundane activity. Um, to warm yourself, to, to prepare, mentally prepare yourself, and then give yourself a deadline, right? And saying like, okay, once they do this, I'm going to do this and I'm ready and I got to do it. Okay. I, so you got to like promise that. yourself and keep your commitment to yourself. That's great. And I'm thinking, I really like that. Um, the hug is definitely going to help because it's going to boost your confidence, right? As you feel more bonded and safe, your confidence goes up. I was also thinking, I wonder if you could do this partly as requested and partly flip the script a little where yes, you, you give them the hug and maybe rather than having to tear their clothes off, you initiate by just simply saying like, I want you, take me now. So you, you share in the responsibility uh, and, and work your way up. So I really like that. I like with starting with the hug, even if the hug is one day and then the sex is a week later, <laughs> just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I think that's some great advice. So I'm going to move on to the next scenario. This one says, I want time together. I want to have a glass of wine and talk about our days. And then I want more kissing and snuggling, not just the sex. So this is how this person wants to be seduced. And for couples who are busy, can they have this but not always have it drawn out. Like, so for instance, if this takes an hour and you only have 15 minutes, how can you make this happen? How can you move the conversation from the mundane to the intimate? Um, could it be, so how do you do this basically? How do we make this happen in a shorter period of time? Um, I love the fact when you have like those what if, you know, questions, like what if I just tore your clothes off right now? You know, and, you know, whatever your partner says, you know, you'd be like, you know what, let's do it. And, you know, be done with it. 
So that's how you can totally make that, you know, happen in a short amount of time. I love the idea of sex dates. You know, I know like, you know, like I said, some people really love spontaneity. Um, but for someone who needs that glass of wine and someone who wants to take their time with affection and have these kisses and things like that, um, really setting that quality time out for someone I think can be totally advantageous for that kind of person. Yeah, I, I think really being intentional about the time. Gosh, I'm like, if you only have 15 minutes, you know, I'm like. <laughs> I know. Well, you just have to drink faster. I can show you how to. Yeah, right. Guzzle <laughs> like, your glass of wine, or or like be ready with a glass of wine when they walk through the door and be like, "Hey, I have this for you." All right, take a sip. Now put it down. Now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like that. And I'm thinking about couples with kids, for instance. So you've you've had dinner, you've helped them with their homework, you've put them to bed. It's by time you like finish cleaning up, it's almost bedtime. And that's why you only have 15 minutes. But maybe if you start with, as you said, and this is so important, the quality time earlier. Like maybe rather than when they walk in the door and you're making dinner together, asking questions about their day or talking about your children, you ask more meaningful questions. Like not instead of how was your day, like how are you feeling today? Or rather than what do you, mm-hmm. what are you doing tomorrow? Like what have you been dreaming about lately? Like it doesn't have to be sexual and you can have those more intimate non-sexual conversations in front of the kids. Yes, definitely. I, I totally agree. And that, those are like, I call them like getting to know your partner more, right? Yes. Like, um, and that's why I kind of like those what if questions. Cause it's like, um, because they're, you know, what if your boss gave you a $30,000 raise right now? <laughs> like, how would you feel? What would you do? You know, what would we do? But getting, you know, getting to know them in a different way I think is very very important for couples. I love that what if question. I actually didn't understand what you meant at first but I love those type of questions that are a form of escapism from reality Uh, and it's not about the Mm $30,000. It's about a different moment in time or a different life uh, and it takes you away from the from the mundane from the everyday. Mm -hmm. Or and also the remember when you know, like, remember when ah, we got yes. together? Remember when we had that secret rendezvous? Uh, I mean, I can't do that in front of the kids, but, um, you know. But you can make <laughs> reference, right? Like, you can talk in, in code, and that almost makes it all the more exciting. Definitely, okay, so for sure. These are really great. So is there anything you want to add? I, what I want people to walk away with is the ability to feel more confident and be able to master seduction. Is there anything, I mean, I know your program obviously is more complex than this and people can check it out uh, over on on your website at at velvetlipsllc.com, but anything else you want to leave people with? Any nuggets? I would say my nugget is to sort of be creative, right? So being creative, um, don't forget that you need to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes when we get caught up in the mundane, you know, we forget like, oh, wait, we should be having sex. Like, um, because that helps with, you know, the bonding and, you know, being clear about what you want and um, it helps just with stress relief. So just like not forgetting that you need to connect, you know, um, often. And that 
to really cater. What you need to do is really cater, not to how you love, but how your lover um, likes to be loved. So I think that is, those are like the most important things. That's, that's, that's such important advice because we talk about the, the five love languages. And if you're not familiar with the five love languages, folks, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com and learn about Gary Chapman's seminal work in the area of expressing and receiving love. But I think uh, applying this to seduction is, is brilliant to me. Learning to cater to how they feel, how they need to feel. Um, are they, do they need to be touched? Do they need to hear your voice? Do they need to see something? And of course, Marla, you can probably confirm this, but it's not like, you know, you're visual, but not audio. There you were all a combination of the three. And as a teacher, I really like this approach because when you're teaching students of any age, you always want to convey the information in a way that they can see, in a way that they can hear, if possible, a way they can touch to really reach a broader range of students and reinforce your message. And I think that not to make it too boring, but it's the same thing with seduction. Like, are you considering all three facets of the seduction process? Yes. Right. So this Especially is if, you know, yeah, no, it's great. And I love the don't forget to have sex and drink water. This is perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So you teach all over the States. Where can people find you? You can find me at velvetlipsllc.com. You can email me, Marla, at velvetlipsllc.com. Um, of course, at the Sex Down South Conference. Um, I will also be coming out with some uh, videos, uh, so you can learn things through the videos. Um, and I also um, teach via, you know, webcam. So um, if people need help and they need some more personalized help, um, they can always get in contact with me that way. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see you at Sex Down South. I'm excited for it too. We've got some really great tips here for seducing your lover and many that I would never have thought of. I'm going to add a few more. And I love the way Marla approaches these three categories of lovers. So I'm going to break mine down in a similar fashion. So for the visual, if your partner likes to look at things <laughs> or people, uh, you know, of course you can send photos of yourself, but you can also send them really sexy pics of other people within the public domain, obviously. So photos that you are allowed to share, never violating somebody's consent. I'm talking about maybe you see like a lingerie model or an underwear model that you think your partner would like, and you can send them a photo and say, hey, what do you think of this? Um, I think it's really fun to play with with that side of your fantasy life. Uh, these are people you're probably not going to ever have sex with. Uh, you could send them a quick shot of yourself, maybe a sexy body part that's unclear. So they have to fill in the blanks. Like I like the idea of taking the phone on video mode and just maybe quickly running it by your breasts or your hips or your arms, whatever you're into, and then sending that clip to them. Uh, you could also, with someone who's visual, simply when you get home, tell them about something you saw that turned you on or ask them if they've seen anything that's, you know, sparked their interest that day. You, I mean, obviously some other ways you might simply turn on a sexy video or porn and wait for them in bed. <laughs> 
uh, you could pull out your favorite toy and have them walk in on you playing with yourself so they get to walk into this visual image you could also you know you could offer them for instance a leg massage or a foot massage and then straddle them at their hips or their knees so they get a nice view of your body maybe from behind and it helps to put them in the mood and I like a, a lot of these ideas because you get to plant the seed for sex and also allow them to act on it. So it's a bit of a shared initiation. So those are some ideas for visual folks. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, people are visual, audio, kinesthetic. There are many ways we get turned on, but I like these categories. So for the audio lover, ooh, this is me. So I would love if you well, not you. I would love if my partner <laughs> texted me sound clips of sex or sexy sounds. And Bijou and Discret, they're a, a company that manufactures and sells beautiful kind of body jewelry. They have a library of sex sounds at orgasmsoundlibrary.com. So if you're not comfortable recording your own sounds, head on over to orgasmsoundlibrary.com and have a listen other options if they're if they like sounds you can kind of whisper in their ear something really simple like you look hot when you're in a public place or if you're at the dinner table with other people you can tell them about oh I love this one you can tell them about how other people have been checking them out how you caught someone's you know sneaking an extra peek and play into the nearly universal desire to be desired. You might, oh, I, I was thinking about this today, you could record yourself, just the audio, masturbating. Maybe even do it in the shower if you feel self-conscious so that your sounds are slightly muffled by the running water. And then send them just, you know, five or 10 seconds of the clip. I really love that one. Uh, another option, you could read them a few lines from an erotic story, uh, and you could read it and record it, or you could just read it while you're next to them. And if they're visual, you could simply underline some lines that you like. Uh, you could leave them a note telling them what you want. So you could leave them a note saying, I want you to come home with no underwear on, or I want you to drop to your knees when you walk into the door, or I want you to just sit in the chair so I can drop to my knees when you walk in the door. And again, I like this because it's the shared initiation. You could sneak into the shower while they're steaming up the bathroom and just write, I want you on the mirror with your finger and just meet them in bed. You could talk dirty and tell them all the things you think about when you're craving them. Obviously, I have the most ideas for the audio folks because that's what I am. <laughs> now, if you have a tactile or a more kinesthetic lover, initiating sex actually can be a little bit easier. It could be as simple as when you're in bed in the morning or at night, wiggling your way into them, against them as the big or the small spoon and just lying there and breathing, and that will in, not inevitably, but that's likely to put them at ease and comfort them so that they can get in the mood. And if you're going to send sex, sex <laughs> to a kinesthetic partner, try little videos of yourself or photos 
that includes some sort of touch. So maybe you're licking your lips, maybe it's a quick video or a picture of your fingertips on your lips, maybe you're like, I don't know, playing with your nipples between your fingers or cupping your breasts over your clothes or gently rubbing a hand against your thighs, grabbing your crotch, that kind of stuff. Like any sort of touch depicted can appeal to a tactile or kinesthetic lover so that you can still play with these things while you're apart. And these clips, like if you're shooting a, a little video with your phone, they don't have to be clear, they don't have to be perfect. In fact, I think a shaky hand can be ideal as it forces them to try and decipher and it builds anticipation. For the physical lover, if, if you're with them, you can just you know slip them the tongue when they're not expecting it. So maybe they're just expecting a regular peck in the morning as you rush out the door, but if you slip them a tongue and lock eyes just for a second before you walk away, you leave them wanting more. Now I think maybe some of these ideas are a bit more obvious. I'm sure some of them are new to you. I'm sure some of them you could have come up with, but you haven't been doing them, so take them. I mean, between Marla and my ideas here, we have dozens of ideas. Try them out. They don't have to go perfectly. Now, you will see a theme in almost all of these approaches that I've run through. They almost all involve building anticipation throughout the day or throughout the week prior to the sexual encounter. And this is essential. You are not a light switch. You can't just flick on for sex most of the time. And from a chemical perspective, dopamine, the chemical that we tend to associate with pleasure, among other things, dopamine levels are higher when you're awaiting something pleasurable than when you're actually consuming or living it out. So just as planning for a vacation can be as exciting as going on the trip, planning for and anticipating sex can be just as hot as having it. So drop hints about what's to come. And of course, with most of my suggestions, they involve some form of technology. So make use of technology. Rewrite the script you have with your phone so that it's something you use to connect with your partner and not just something that distracts you from the relationship. All right, these ideas are getting my, uh, my wheels turning. Things I should be doing and I need to make a commitment my, to myself and you know to my partner, but silently to myself right now to try just one of these things. And that's all you have to do. You just have to try one of them and then you can come back and try another. So think about which one of these might appeal to you and to your partner. Can you take a risk and record the sounds of your self-pleasure? As I said, even in the shower. I mean, maybe you just, if you're in bed when you self-pleasure, maybe you throw a blanket over your phone as you voice record so that the sounds are a bit more muffled. Maybe you go under the covers and leave your recording device on the outside. But I mean, that's, that's sexy. It's risky. It's unexpected. Clearly, that's my favorite one, folks. <laughs> all right. That's all we have to for today. I have to say a big thanks 
Once again, to at Desire Resorts for their support of the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, please check out at Desire Resorts. They are a unique concept with several resorts in Mexico, just outside of Cancun on the Mayan Riviera. And they have cruises leaving. I'm leaving on a cruise in a couple of weeks out of Barcelona with them. And they have another cruise coming up next year. So check them out at Desire Resorts. Thank you so much to Marla. Thank you to you for sticking it out to the bitter end. And if you have questions, please submit them on our podcast question page. We have lots in the docket, so I'm trying to keep up with them. And follow along at Sex with Dr. Jess. And if you're up for it, share this with your friends. All right, folks. Thank you so much. We'll be back again next week, Friday morning, with a whole new episode. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.